Welcome to the Lyme 360 podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a fellow Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to learn about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Hello, welcome back to the Lime 360 podcast. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today I have on author Michelle Slater. And she just finished publishing Starving to Heal in Siberia, My Radical Recovery from Late Stage Lyme Disease and How It Could Help Others. She had tried every known treatment from aggressive allopathic methods to holistic remedies in a last-ditch effort to save her life. She found a dry fasting retreat in Siberia. This book, talks about her journey from her bed where she was sidelined often to Siberia, where through dry fasting, she was cured of debilitating effects of advanced Lyme disease. It's a fascinating memoir and a useful resource for those at wit's end and looking for much better answers than the get used to your new normal diagnosis that many patients are given. If you have not subscribed to Lyme360, please go to Lyme360.com to get onto our newsletter. And also please hit subscribe to this. This will really help us out. And while you're at Lime360.com, there's a great shopping page of products that I have used and vetted, and it will help us fund this Lime360 podcast. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to talk to you about your new book. Congratulations. And, you know, hear about your experience and how you came to write the book. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mimi. Yeah. So why don't you start out about why you decided to write this book? Yeah. So about that, you know, I had been a really high functioning professor at the university. I ran marathons. I was a skier, an advanced skier. And I wrote the book because, you know, my life completely fell apart with Lyme and I lost everything that I'd worked so hard to achieve. And the goals that I had before me were no longer possible. So when I had this really radical recovery, as I write in my subtitle, I thought I really have to pay it forward. I have a moral obligation to share this story because my recovery was so complete. And there's so many people out there still struggling with chronic Lyme and other diseases that I thought I have to drop everything else I'd like to work on right now and write this book. Mm -hmm. Now, you tell us a little bit about, I read about it, but I would love for you to share with the audience, like how sick you were. I mean, you were really sick. I think most Lyme people are functioning, they can get out of bed, but that was not the case with you. I was in a small percentage of people who had late stage neurological Lyme disease. And so like other people with Lyme, I did have days where I thought, oh, I can get up and, and do stuff. And then you would ride this little wave for a few days of feeling halfway normal. And then you just get slammed back into bed again. And as the years went on, I was sick for six years. It was no longer the case that I had days where I could get up. I mean, I was really largely bedridden. I had severe memory issues. I had incredible brain fog. So I had to give up my my beloved job as a professor at the university that I'd worked so hard to get. I had joint pain that like, traveled through my body. My hands and feet seem to be the very worst for me. I I mean, I would, I would whimper. It it hurt so badly. Um, had the Lyme migraines. I had tachycardia. I had, you know, these night sweats and 
extreme chronic fatigue. I could I could rest and rest and stay in bed for months and think, surely I'll wake up one day popping, ready to go. And that just wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'd also been a really physically active person. And I, you know, I volunteered. I like to bring the light to my family and friends. And I I finally came to a point where like I have nothing to give to anyone anymore. And I can't live in this bed forever. It's not getting better. The doctors say you have to get used to this new normal. And I'm not a suicide person. I'm all for always fighting, always trying to get better. But I thought, you know, I can't live in this body anymore. And I think I have to commit assisted suicide. So I was on my way to setting that up at a clinic in Switzerland. And I thought, you know, while I'm doing that, let me just look for a couple of last ditch efforts that might be really radical, that might not come with peer reviewed studies. But I, at this point, I have nothing to lose. And I'm so glad that I pursued this one in particular, because because of it, I, I completely got my life back. I felt like I, I felt like I, as I write in my book, Starving to Heal in Siberia, I felt like I reincarnated back into my 17-year-old self. I had that much energy. That was five years ago, and I haven't had a single symptom ever since. I've written four books. Three are still waiting to get published, but I've written four books. I'm back to running every day. I had a child. I'm back to skiing, you know, being there for my family and friends. So I completely got my life back. So that's why I had to write this book. Okay, there's so many things I want to ask, but what, what you just said. First, I've heard a lot of things. I've been doing this now for two years, talking to people. This is the first time I've heard about any kind of help in Siberia. So how did you hear about that? How did you even think to do that? I, I haven't even heard of the dry fasting either. Yeah, so no one had. And I was his first American patient. So I was constantly, even though I could really barely read write or text it hurt it hurt my hands to look at my to hold my phone my brain hurt when i tried to read but still as a trained i have a phd from johns hopkins so i'm a trained researcher i was constantly trying to just find different ways for a cure and i had tried every conventional medicine treatment i had tried all the alternative treatments So I was on a forum for patients who had autoimmune disorders because I'd also developed an autoimmune disorder in conjunction with Lyme because my immune system was was fighting so hard. And I found on this forum for patients with autoimmune disorders, this quote from this Siberian MD, Dr. Sergei Filonov, and it said that dry fasting turns the cells in the body into thermonuclear like reactors that destroy diseased cells and tissues. And somehow, you know, knowing about the science of autophagy and how the body self eats, you know, to recycle cellular debris, I thought, okay, in my adult state, that made sense to me. And I decided I was going to find this doctor. And that was a process too, but I did. And I found a way to to get there. He wasn't thrilled about taking on an American patient. As I said, I was his first. Even at the time, there were political tensions. It's a very long journey. I was bedridden. So I couldn't even get there by myself. My husband had to really like 
haul me to Siberia, but it was in a lovely place. His clinic is in the mountains. It looks like something out of Vermont. It was very pretty. It was very peaceful there. And I spent two months with him and his family at his clinic. For the two months, like, are, are you not eating the entire time? Or can you talk a, bit, a little bit about what you did, the fasting and the, the protocol? Absolutely. So, and I always want to state this for the viewers and listeners on these podcasts and interviews that you have to do these fasts with medical supervision. So I would not want anyone to listen to this podcast, drop everything and go out and do what I did on their own because that's not how it works and yeah. it has to be done really safely. So I just want to say that for your for your listeners. He put me on a protocol before I left of reducing and eliminating my medications, all of my supplements, which was scary. I took a mountain of natural supplements every day for Lyme. And then he put me on initial short fasts at home. Like I did a 24-hour dry fast. I did a three-day dry fast. It's all in my book. The protocol for everything that I did that I went over with him is all in Starving to Heal in Siberia. And then when I got there, he let me kind of sink in and settle in. And then he put me on the first dry fast. And he never really tells you how long it's going to be. He doesn't say this is going to be a seven day dry fast because he's always observing your body and clinically seeing where you are. So he doesn't like to say how long it's going to be because it really is contingent on how your body responds to it. But by that time, because I had stopped taking all of these things and I'd done the initial dry fasts, it ended up being a seven-day dry fast. And I actually felt very peaceful on it. I felt better as the days went by of no food and no water because it was like my body was clearing all this. I felt like I had sludge in my body and it felt like my body was just like clearing that all out. So as the days went by and I didn't have any food or water, it was miraculous to me that I was actually feeling better. And then when he had me break that, we did a week or maybe it was two weeks. I used my journals to write my book because I'm a fastidious journal writer. So everything was written out as to what I had done in my in my journals. And then so you you sort of rehabilitate the body with some massage treatments they they do, liver massages, and then you're doing hot water and plant-based foods. So that's called the exit. And you have to be very careful that you don't eat too much, you don't drink too much, because he calls it natural surgery in your body. So you have to treat your body very gently and carefully after the dry fast. And say after a couple of weeks of eating and drinking, he put me on what is called the medical dry fast of nine days. So it's very important that it's nine consecutive days with no food and no water. It's not that on day four, you have, this is hot water, actually, you have some hot water and then say, oh, I'm going to jump back into it. It has to be consecutive with no interruption because it takes that many days for the body to go into this extreme autophagy so they can really get in deep. So the organs are kind of on rest and the healthy cells are preserved and you're sort of living on whatever fat or these great internal reserves of water that we do have 
But if you're someone with autoimmune or Lyme or one of these other mystery illnesses, there's so much inflammation that it's like swampy water inside, like it, to put it in layperson terms. And so as the dry fast progresses, it's filtering through this swampy water and getting rid of the cells that are not helping the body. They're no longer serving the body. And it takes that many days. And he calls it kind of like the mythical ninth day and ninth night when the body is doing the most healing work. I mean, how did you feel during that? So by that time, I describe it in my book as like a marathon runner doesn't just go and run a marathon. You train up to it. Yeah. So by the time I got to the nine day, my body was feeling pretty clean. And so you don't feel hungry, dry fasting. Your mouth can get dry, but I was outside a lot. And it was in this lovely time of the year. I was there in August, September, October in Siberia. And it was just, the air was kind of dewy and I was outside a lot. I even slept outside in my sleeping bag. He thinks that that's a good environment for patients while they're dry fasting. So I didn't feel badly at all on the nine day dry fast. I just felt, I felt really peaceful. I came up with this mantra that like the mind is resting and the body is the doctor. And I'll just like be very peaceful through the whole thing. I meditated a lot. He had me walking. And by that time, you know, I could actually walk. So I did these long, slow walks and he thinks that that facilitates the filtering of the debris through the body you would be surprised at how much um i still peed so no food no water and i'm still like oh i have to go to the bathroom Uh, really really so i guess like i said you know the body has all these internal reserves of of water and so it's just you know it's still coming out i slept well i felt really peaceful i did all of the complementary treatments with like you know, they do cupping to uh, like break up congestion in the, in the body and then the liver massages. And so you just feel like you're very supported. And I was like, I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to make it through this nine day dry fast. And he's been conducting these fasts with patients who have everything from early stage cancer, brain tumors, rheumatoid arthritis, all sorts of diseases for 30 years. So even while I was there, there were 30 other patients who were also on a nine day dry fast. So I wasn't like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to die. I haven't had food or water for three days. Yeah. I mean, because they always say you can only live what three days without water or something. I don't know. Right. Which is really not true. And the body adapts to this. And so, you know, I really worked up to it. And then my body was like ready to go and just clear this junk out. And so when I came out of the nine day dry fast and I broke it on day 10, that's even a more careful recovery and exit as as they call it in Russian. So I just had hot water for two days before I had, um, he breaks it with watermelon, but it was just two days of hot water and it's hot water because it would kind of shock the organs to drink cold water after, you know, everything's been heating up to do all of this cleansing work. And then he does want you to rest a lot for the first two or three weeks after you break a nine day dry fast because so much debris is being carried out of the body when you start drinking the hot water and white blood cells are getting renewed, even stem cells. So he's done, you know, he's done all of these studies on what happens to the body afterwards. And so when I came out of that, it was really remarkable how well and clear I felt and So my autoimmune disorder had been psoriasis. I had these awful patches up and down my arms. 
And even after the seven day and I took a shower and my arms were just like baby skin, they was all completely gone and it never came back. Oh my God. And all of my symptoms cleared up. He did have me, he believes that everyone should dry fast just to bolster the immune system. So even though I felt better, he was like, you know, like all of my patients, I want you to do an annual longer dry fast, which you can now do at home because you have been trained in the protocol. And then he would say, you know, do one day a week as much as you can with a busy modern lifestyle. And so sure enough, when I came home and I I, I came back to New York, I really felt like I had I had I was shining and bouncing as I write in my book and I really never have looked back. So that was five years ago. And I have had a complete recovery. I do not have one lingering system. Now have you gone back to your lifestyle before or what have you changed about your lifestyle from from before and after? Well, I think that in my lifestyle before, I was a, I've always I think I came out of the womb driven. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're lying flat in bed, feeling totally broken, you know, your drive, it's very humbling. You're like, you know, I will just take this day if I can make it down to the kitchen mm-hmm. and have, that will be fine for me. I will, I will accept that. So I found it was a very humbling experience and, you know, my crazy drive, like, okay, get the tenure track job, then you write a book, then you do this, and then look at your publishing history. And I just felt like I would just accept myself as I was and be grateful for that. So I would say that the so I I I don't have that crazy drive that I'm always like on top of myself. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was always a grateful person, but I really do still wake up every day and I I run every morning and I'm like, I can run. I'm so grateful. That does not get old. I would say that like, I'm just grateful for that every day. And then I found that if I don't have that drive, all of these amazing things have happened. Like, you know, I have been able to write four books in the five years since I recovered. And so I think that I'm, I'm happier and I'm I'm more at peace with just myself as is. So that's a great feeling. So that's something that the Lyme taught me, I think, was just take a step back and slow down. Yeah, slow down. Smell the roses. Yeah. What about like e- eating wise? Like is have you like gone all plant-based? Or are you only drinking hot water now? Like as far as like your eating lifestyle, supplements, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I haven't taken any supplements really since I got back and, you know, I haven't needed any kind of medications. I really get sick. I have had this recent thing. The ragweed pollen is insane this year, but all I need to do is dry fast for a few days and it it clears it right up. Any allergy symptoms or spring symptoms. My nutrition history is, is really long. So I was, I was like the kid that wanted to eat organic and go vegan as a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I already, even when I had Lyme, I had a really, really clean diet. I had been raw vegan for a long time. I'm no longer that. He actually doesn't think that that's the optimal for the body. So I also eat wild caught fish and I do keep it to a lot of greens and I'm still very, very plant-based. I don't eat dairy. I don't eat, I don't eat gluten. I've never been a sugar person. Like I've been on the no sugar 
plan most of my life. So I didn't have a lot of changes to do. I do think that that is for me, the optimal way to eat. I think everyone has their own way, but I, I do think that, you know, not overeating, not eating processed foods, really not having sugar. If you're someone who struggles with Lyme or autoimmune is generally a good way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's great. Anything else that we haven't covered that you think would be poignant? I mean, obviously anybody who is listening to this or, or read your book and wants to do it, they're probably not going to all head to Siberia. Is there any place in the United States that you would recommend or? That's a great question, Mimi. Thanks for asking that. So I would say that, so here's my book and the whole protocol for a one day, a three day, a shorter five day, it's all in the book. I do include recipes too, and even some meditations and, you know, just how to prepare in general. So you can do some of the shorter ones on your own. Clearly, Siberia is not in the works for most people these days, which is unfortunate because it's really a very beautiful place, this part of Altai, where his clinic is. But he is conducting dry fast retreats in places that are more accessible for, you know, the rest of the world. So he has found a place, he likes to do them by water. Um, So he's found a resort in Montenegro that he really likes. So I do know after me, aside, I also had written a blog. And so people started reading my blog and reaching out to him. And so now there are quite a few American patients who have gone to see him for Lyme disease. Another place is Turkey. And I did go to that one in Antalya. It's a lovely place in an orange grove right on the sea. And so he would also like me to come and kind of co-lead a retreat and I would lead the meditations for it. So we're working on that and it would probably be in Montenegro. He's also accessible on zoom if people want to have consultations. And he is, he is very accessible. He only speaks Russian, but he has a translator. And so there's nowhere in the U S and that's part of the reason I wrote the book too, that there is no good information on the internet about dry fasting unless it's coming from him or I would say my book because I worked with him. There is a lot of spurious stuff out there that is not reliable. So I would be very careful about just Googling dry fasting. But he does have some of his books that are translated and on Amazon as well. So for now, until we can bring it to the States more, those are the options. Now, those retreats, how long do they last? Like, do you have to do a full two months to see the benefits? Do you think you could do, like, what's the bare minimum that someone... No, he doesn't, he doesn't run two-month retreats because my case was so advanced and I was so ill. It was just a different scenario. Also, I could go to his clinic in Siberia and we were in it sort of a pop-up clinic. Yeah. But they typically could be done in about two weeks or a little more than that because you need the nine days for the nine day dry fast. Mm -hmm. And then he typically has people come on day two of the nine day and then stay. You have to stay, you know, for a proper exit from the dry fast. You don't just finish dry fasting and go because your body really needs to rest afterwards. So I would say two weeks, a little bit more could probably, you know, take care of it. 
Right. Okay. That's great. So do you have a website or what's the best way for someone to learn more about you and maybe watch your upcoming books that are also coming out? I do. It's michellesider.com. And I have an Instagram that's michellesliderny and various other social media accounts. My book, Starving to Heal in Siberia, has been out since September. It's available on Amazon and other places where books are sold. I'm just really glad to be able to share my story and the protocol. I want to get the book into the hands of the people who need it the most. That's great. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. Um, congratulations. And I'm so glad you're feeling better. And hopefully through your book, others will you know, learn about dry fasting and get healthy as well. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me, Mimi. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my detox for Lyme checklist, go to Lyme360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.